0: Hello, and welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. At GVC, our mission is simple. It's to love God, love people, and love life. This year, we want to reach further into the glory and the presence of our God and experience Him like we never have before. This year is going to be different. Can you feel it? I know you will be blessed by the message and the word that God has for you today. Here we go.
1: Regards to churchy words, you realize that there is a vocabulary in Christendom, or just being a person of faith, or a person that attends church, and there are so many uh, words or ways of speech or slang, if you will, that's out in just the current culture of life, and it's always changing. And the older you get, the more you find that you're just not as hip as you used to be, you know, because again, you just you just not up with the times. But when it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to the local church, there is a vocabulary or there are specific things that we must be aware of. And obviously, if you've never been in church or if church is more of a religious thing for you over just your uh, a, a lifetime, uh, sometimes words that you hear in church are just that they're churchy. It's like, why do they say that? Why do they use that? Why do they say, amen, praise the Lord, or those kind of things like that in church? But once again, it's important to understand the significance. I've shared this with you before, but I remember when I went to Bible college, uh, it, was, uh, it was a ministry that was intentional, really, uh, on the words that an individual spoke. And so one of the things uh, that a lot of the students, you know, you would say hi to them, or, hey, how you doing? And they would say, oh, I'm blessed every person that I talked to I'm blessed I'm blessed I'm like yeah I'm blessed too but shut up I mean it, it just aggravated me cuz that's just what everybody said I'm like what's well, everybody paired around here I'm blessed I'm blessed but I began to find out that the word blessed means empowered to prosper to increase to grow. And so every time they said, man, I am blessed. They said, I am being empowered to grow and prosper and increase. And so words matter. Amen. And so we're just continuing to look at some of these things to bring clarity so that when you're uh, hanging around us, you say, oh, I get it. I understand. That's what that means. And so if you recall last week, we simply talked about or uh, started to look into the word hunger or spiritual hungry. hunger or being hungry for the things of God. And people uh, that maybe are not uh, familiar with that terminology, they would say, hungry, hungry for God. What does that kind of talk mean? But you realize that you hunger for things, right? How many of you have ever had a hunger or a craving for food? Anybody relate I mean, some of you might be even thinking about the food that you're going to eat today on the barbecue after you get out of here. So your mouth starts to water. You start to think about it. You start to crave it. You start to look forward to it, right? And let me ask you this. How many of you, by a showing of hands, have ever had your behavior modified by a hunger or a craving, or has it ever moved you in your life to do something? Wave your hands. Sure. Sure. I mean, some of you might get, uh, what do they call it, hangry. You know, it's like you're hungry and you just get angry. You get just kind of grumpy because you're hungry. Or, or maybe for you men, you know, you remember when your wife was pregnant and she's like, you know, I want a ice cream hot fudge sundae right now. And it's like 1230 in the morning. And you're, she's like, but go get me one at McDonald's. And so that hunger or that craving moves you to go get something, right? I mean, my wife is still that way today. We're, 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 we're paying off the therapy. It's not been working very well. But she has a love affair with Diet Coke. <laughs> and there has, been t- <laughs> there has been times where there has not been any Diet Coke in the refrigerator. And she thought she was good. Because she drank the last of it and thought it would last her for the next day. But it's like 1130 at night. And she's like, I just need a Diet Coke. And then she goes, jumps in the car and runs up to McDonald's and gets her a Diet Coke. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? There's cravings or hunger that will move us to do something. On the same, thing, or in the same uh, fashion, if you've ever known anybody that has been an addict or maybe you've had addictions in your own life, how many of you know that those cravings and those hungers, that, that hunger will move you to do things that maybe you wouldn't normally do, right? I mean, I, I've known of individuals that have been addicts and they have robbed their family members because they just needed that next fix. They hated what they were doing. They didn't want to hurt the family member, but because they desperately needed a fix, they would go in and and steal and take it to the pawn shop just so that they could feed the craving and the hunger. So how many of you know that a hunger and a craving will move you if you allow it to? I said a hunger will move you. In Isaiah 29, it says, the man that is hungry dreams about food. (laughs) Have you ever dreamt about food? Or again, you know, you're just thinking about just a particular kind of food and you're like, man, I just, you thought about it enough that it just caused you to either run to the fast food restaurant or something of that nature, right? Because again, the more hunger or the aware that you were hungry, you started to think about, meditate on, dream about that thing that would feed or fuel the hunger. And isn't that a key to hunger in any aspect of our life? It is is driven by what you think about, what you meditate on, what you dream about, right? Right? How many of you know that that can get people in in, in trouble when it comes to relationships? They start to think about a person. They start to uh, dream about a person. And maybe that person's already married, but man, it gets you going down a wrong trail. Why? Because there's a hunger that you allow to begin to develop based upon the things that you were dreaming about, thinking about, pondering, and meditating on. You tracking with me? So a hunger can be something that is good or it can be something that is, is bad. In Deuteronomy, the Bible says this, it says people will steal. In fact, it's talking about the law and saying that, you know, there's consequences to not adhering to or obeying the law. But it goes on to say this, it says people will steal because they are hungry. Now, it said that there's still a consequence based upon the law. But what it was saying is that they are recognizing that there is a justification Or a justified means of the behavior because of the need or the hunger that is within. So you could say it this way. The greater the hunger, it will move you outside of a comfort zone or that which is comfortable. Or it can even move you out beyond the place that is safe. Amen. How many of you have again allowed yourself passions of whatever they might be? addictions again if you can relate to that it took you out beyond a safe place based upon the hunger and the desire so let me simply ask you the question as you relate or just uh, make that personal this morning uh, there are there are natural hungers and then there are spiritual hungers but in your life which moves you the most is it the natural hungers or the spiritual hungers or desires That motivates you in your life. Now when it comes to spiritual hunger. Spiritual hunger is simply a desire to know God. It's really just that its base is simply a desire to know God. Or a hunger to know Him and His attributes, His character. How many of you know that the more you know God. The more confidence that you have in Him. You know there was a. There was something that I was just uh, uh, chewing on just a couple weeks ago. It was the phrase that says that uh, uh, perfect love casts out fear. Would well, you realize that fear is what's driving our culture today? And you know, when the doctor gives you a bad report and everybody's afraid of that C word, aren't they? Ah, uh, Cancer? And what happens when you hear the bad report? Immediately, fear grips an individual. But if you meditated enough and pondered the love of God and how much God loves you, and do you realize that God went to the ultimate sacrifice of giving His Son so that you could have eternal life? So if He was unwilling to give His second best, but give you His best, then don't you think that His love is superior to cancer? Absolutely. So if we truly understood how much God loves us, Fear could not grip us in our lives. If we were hungry to know God, we would live life with a confidence and not be fearful of the things that we see or that we hear. And you realize that we're in challenging times. But will you allow what you see and to hear move you and create a concern or a fear? Or will you let the hunger of God on the inside of you cause you to run into His loving arms and knowing that God... I know how much you love me and therefore I don't have to be fearful of what's around me. Amen. I mean, God is just that good. He wants you to know Him. And this is what it says in John chapter 6, verse 44. In John chapter 6, verse 44, Jesus said this. He said that you couldn't come to know me or have a relationship with me unless the Spirit of God draws you. So we could say it this way. That the only reason that you had the opportunity to know God in the first place is that you had to hear something about the love of God. You had to hear the gospel or the word of God about what Jesus came to do. And upon hearing, then the Holy Spirit began to cultivate a hunger on the inside. And hunger is really the recognition of the lack or the need that you have in your life. So once you started hearing about what Jesus came to do, all of a sudden he started drawing you and there was a hunger that started to to stir on the inside that caused you to be aware of, I need Jesus. But once you respond and receive Jesus into your life, he don't stop there. He continues to cultivate that relationship and that hunger on the inside. So there was a drawing and a hunger and a pulling to come to know him, but there's a hunger that he'll cultivate to continue to know him. So what does that look like? Oh man, all of a sudden you, you receive Christ into your life or what we said was the born again experience, the new birth or to become saved. Again, churchy words. But once you found Jesus... You found the freedom and the liberty and the hunger continued to grow. And you said, man, I just desire to go to church. Isn't it funny? You know, you you see people that have never went to church in their life, but all of a sudden, man, I can't get enough of church. Well, why is it that they can't get enough of church? It's because when they get to church, they're hearing the word of God. And upon hearing the word, it's cultivating a, a hunger on the inside and then once they start cultivating that hunger they think man i I not only like hearing the word but man i bought a bible for the first time and i started reading the bible why because there was a hunger and then after reading the bible they started recognizing man it seems as though god is talking to me through the word of god and and man, i just have a desire there's something that seems to draw me there's a hunger on the inside just to pray or just to talk to God. And as I start to talk to God, it seems as though he starts talking to me. And God continues to cultivate the hunger. And then, oh, even he'll take it a step further. Not only do I have the the hunger or the desire to pray, but I have the desire to get filled with the Spirit of God. Not only do I have the desire to be filled with the spirit, man, I'm hungry and I have a desire to see other people experience what I did because I'm recognizing there's family members that I have and there's friends that I have that they're not going to heaven if they were to die right now. And so there is a hunger and a passion that God begins to stir on the inside because there are people that need Jesus. And once I found Jesus, my life is completely changed. And so God continues. In fact, the Bible says this, that God will take us from faith to faith, from grace to grace, from glory to glory. Or in other words, there is a continual upward motion of continuing in knowing who God is. And he takes you from one place to the next by cultivating a hunger and a desire on the inside. Think about it from the natural standpoint Obviously, uh, I'm not the thinnest guy in the world. I need a little work. But you realize that I didn't get this wonderful physique by just doing nothing. I mean, I ate some food, and then I said that food was good. And I ate a little bit more food. And it got to the point where once before, this is what my appetite was. But now my appetite has grown. And so I used to be able to be satisfied when I ate just this little bit amount. But now it seems like it takes this much to satisfy me now. And then you start to see the results on the outside because the more I eat, the more I crave, the more I crave, the more I eat. And then it shows up and it has a revealing in this physical body. Somebody relating to what I'm saying. Sure, we all do. I know. But spiritual hunger is the same way. That if I'll purpose to allow myself to start to have an appetite for God. All of a sudden, it's not enough. I need more. How many of you know that that's what happens to people that have addictions? To where they get into such a dark place. It's because they started the substance abuse and once what satisfied them today tomorrow they need more to get the same high or the same feeling and the next day it takes that much more and the next day and before they know it they've got such a habit and it is taking so much to satisfy the hunger and when you pursue God it's that same way that man I just can't get enough of God oh I just love being in God's presence I love being around God's people and it seems like the more or that I am ingesting or partaking of that the greater that the hunger becomes amen can somebody say amen? amen and so once again I said that there is a hunger that comes as a result of God leading us and directing us and no person will ever stand before God And say, God, I didn't have an opportunity. God, I didn't know. Because God is always directing you and leading you, connecting you to the right people. And listen to me, there are people that God will place along your path that will stir a hunger and a zeal and excitement for God if you will allow that person to be an influence. It might just be the person that you're sitting next to. It might be your husband or your wife. It might be your pastor. But God will cultivate that hunger on the inside but no person will ever be able to stand before god and say god i just got a a, 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 an unfair advantage no because ultimately the bible says that he has given us the holy spirit and the holy spirit is drawing us so then why is it that not everybody has a hunger well the reality is is that if you're not hungry for god you're hungry for something else because everybody's hungry or everybody has a desire, or has something in them that they're looking to fill. There's a satisfaction that every person desires, and so what is yours? Now, if you recall, Jesus, he shared a parable with us, and he said, there are those that will sow seed, and there's going to be a harvest by the seed that's sown, and then He walked away and his disciples said, we don't understand what you were saying, Jesus. Can you explain that scripture just a little, or that parable a little bit more? And so in part in Matthew chapter four, Matthew chapter four, starting in verse 18, Jesus begins to elaborate on the parable that he was saying. And he says, now these are like the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who heard the word. How many of you know that when you hear the word, you have the opportunity for spiritual hunger to begin to take root? It says, these are the ones that heard the word, but in verse 19, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entered in and choked the word or choked the hunger and it became unfruitful. Verse 20 says, But these are the ones who sow sow on good ground, those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. So did you notice what he said? He said there are going to be individuals, and he's speaking to the people of God, he says there are going to be people that actually hear the word, and there is a hunger that begins to cultivate in their heart, but they allow other things other hunger, other desires to overcome, overtake, and diminish or displace that spiritual hunger because there becomes a hunger for natural things. And it says, and they don't bear fruit. Now, in this parable, he speaks of four different soils. And he says, in every soil or in the life of every person, He said, they received the word and spiritual hunger began to take root. But then he said, there is only one of the four that will actually produce fruit or have a hunger that is evident because of the fruit in their life. He said, in those that are hungry, even those are at degrees, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold, will you see the results in their life. So here is the statistic that Jesus gave us. And this is one that really troubles me. But I have, to, I have to go back to what Jesus said. And it gives me somewhat peace of mind, if you will. But he says this, only 25% of the church or the people of God are actually going to allow a spiritual hunger to erupt in their life to where you see fruit. The other 75%, even though they hear the word, even though they love God, 75% of people aren't going to have much fruit or much hunger in their life because they live like everybody else. That's a hard statistic for me to swallow, but let me ask you this. Which one are you? Are you the 25%er or are you the 75%er? Oh, my prayer for you is that you are one of the 25 percenters that you're like, oh, dear God, uh, that might be them, but it won't be me. Listen, I'm going to tell you right offhand hand that, that there are things in my life where he says you'll have 30, 60, 100 fold the, the blessings and the increase and just God moving and the fruit of his blessing. I don't have it to the fullest, but thank God I see the blessing and the increase of God. And His hand on my life, and I'm not satisfied. I want to see more. But to see more is contingent upon me hungering or desiring Him more. Amen? The more that I desire Him, the more that He'll cause me to see the fruit in my life. Now, I said to you that concerning hunger, there is a natural hunger and there is a spiritual hunger. How do you become naturally hungry? Natural natural hunger comes from not eating. Spiritual hunger comes from feeding. Now let me elaborate on that. When you're an addict and you're hungering or desiring the next fix why is it that you're hungering naturally in your physical body it's because you have not partook of or eaten or taken the substance that is feeding the addiction when you're hungry naturally you're like man i just got to get some food in my system why are you hungry it's because you did not eat and therefore you're hungry But the only way that you become spiritually hungry is when you have been feeding on the things of God. And the more that you feed, the more hungry that you become. Because you just can't get enough, you want more. And it is the one fix that will totally wreck your life in a good way. Hey man, man, I, I, th- there was a, a particular minister guy that I know was, uh, he was at a church friends of ours and he was ministering and, and it was a service. It was one of those special services, you know, guest minister comes in. And so it was a little bit different than the actual, the average Sunday morning service. And so it was a little, uh, a little wild, if you will. And so this one young lady, she is like, uh, she came up to the minister afterwards and she said, I have been a heroin addict for so many years, she said, but that was the best high that I have ever experienced. Come on, Jesus has a way of scratching your itch Filling the void, anything that you're longing for, fulfillment, satisfaction, peace of mind, comfort, healing in your body. Listen, he has the answer. But isn't it oftentimes that the enemy brings a distraction or or brings a counterfeit that we run to, that we say it's easier to fix it here because I can ingest it, take care of it naturally rather than using my faith and saying, God, I just want to experience more of you. Amen. God wants us to have a longing and a desire to know Him. Now, when it comes to spiritual hunger, God is endeavoring to consistently draw us and pull us and stir that hunger on the inside. But spiritual hunger can be diminished by snacking on the wrong things. Have you ever heard your mother say, or if you're a parent, you said to your child, stop snacking. Stop eating the junk food because you're going to ruin your appetite. You ever been told that or have you ever said that before? Sure, we've all heard it or said it. Stop eating the junk food. Stop snacking because there's coming a time that we need to eat and you won't have your appetite or you'll ruin your appetite and you won't want to eat. Well, the reality is is that our spiritual hunger can be diminished by snacking on the wrong things. Now, what am I talking about? Now, let me just give a precursor to what I'm getting ready to say, because there's everything or everything must be heard with balance. Don't get in a ditch by what I'm getting ready to say. But you realize that you can listen to every minister on the Internet or on the radio. Well, I'm going to listen to this one because I like that one. I'm going to listen to that one because I like him. I'm going to listen to her because she's amazing. And you can listen to all kinds of voices and confuse your soul. What does that mean? That means that God has assigned you to voices or individuals that need to speak into your life because he's got a spiritual maturity program for you and he'll connect you to the right people. Now, there's nothing wrong with listening to individuals that you like, so don't hear me wrong. My point is this, is that if you give ear to every other person that gives a good message, you'll get confused on the inside because you'll say, well, which one am I supposed to listen to? If you snack on all kinds of other messages, the message that you do need to hear, you won't hear. Because you ruined your appetite. You following? All right. How many of you are on Facebook? I'm on Facebook. And I'm just going to tell off on myself. And it's it's a stupid habit. But, you know, we've got these things called cell phones that we pretty much just gravitate our life through, right? And I can't tell you the number of times that I have went up In the living room when the kids are sleeping or the uh, kids are in bed still in the morning or late at night or whatever it is. And I'm like, I'm just going to spend time praying and worshiping and spend time fellowshipping with the Lord. But I took my phone with me. And I sat it down on the sofa right next to me. And so I start to pray a little bit. But then I think, you know, I just ought to check, see what's on Facebook. And so you start flipping through the Facebook And you're scrolling through and you're looking at it and reading this and going here and going there. And you start to look at the clock. And now you sat down to pray 45 minutes ago. But you've been snacking on Facebook for the last 45 minutes. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. Now I'm not picking on you. I'm talking about me. And so you can ruin your appetite and feed on the wrong things if you snack too much, right? In other words, you got to be able to discipline yourself if you're going to give place to those things. The same thing, Netflix. Anybody got Netflix? <laughs> Don't go to Netflix, Pastor. You go in there. Yeah. Once again, I can only speak to myself. But I can tell you there's been times where I've sat down like, oh, I'm just going to watch a movie and then I'm going to pray. But then, you know, it was a series that I was watching and the man, it hooked me on the season one, part three. And I, man, what's, four, see, what's episode four going to be? And I was going to pray after the episode number three. But man, I just, what's going to happen? And so I watched episode four. But man, it got me hooked again. I got to watch episode five. Come on, man. You hear what I'm saying? See, we snack on the wrong things and we find that it ruins our appetite where I have been hungering for God. But it seems like, man, my appetite, my walk with God is like a yo-yo up and down, up and down, up and down. And it's because I've allowed myself to be hungry for other things or i've ruined my spiritual appetite or diminished it if you will not ruined it but diminished it because i'm feeding on other stuff how many of you know the people that you hang around it is so important to your relationship with god because if you're hanging around people at work all day long that are unsaved living like heathens And you got to be the light in the darkness. But then all your friendships, the people that you hang with, the people that you fellowship with on the weekends, well, they're not serving God or they don't really have a desire or they're just acting carnal or acting like everybody else in the world. Well, how many of you know that if all you do is hang around unchurched, worldly people that are unsaved, it's going to have an effect on you. And so there has to be a time when you say, I am going to choose in the relationships that I have. Because if I always hang around turkeys, I can't soar with the eagles. I'll say that again. All I do is hang around turkeys. I can't soar. Birds of a feather flock together. All right, we'll leave it alone. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So once again, if I'm looking at my life and it seems like it's this spiritual yo-yo, then once again, maybe it's just because I've been feeding the flesh a little bit too much. Look at what it says here in Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. Once again, this is Jesus speaking here. And he says, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So what is it that causes me to fall into temptation or succumb to wrong diets? And you understand what I'm talking about when I talk about diets, feeding on the wrong things. It's because I gave into the temptation of the flesh. But the Spirit is always saying, I want more of God. I want more of God. But if I'm so full because of all my snacking, I won't ever recognize how hungry that I really am on the inside. Amen. And God wants us to experience more. The Holy Spirit is always drawing. But here's the thing. He won't make you pursue him. How many times do we pray that? Oh, God, God, just give me such a hunger for you. Just make me serve you, God. And God's not going to do that. He's not going to make you go to church. He's not going to make you pray. He's not going to make you read your Bible. He's not going to make you stop doing this or that. It's a free will and a choice of what you want to do. But here's what I can tell you. If you will give place to the appetite of your spirit and say, God, I want more of you. And I make a conscious choice to step towards you. There will be a hunger cultivated on the inside that says, Oh, I just want more. I just want more. And here, he, he, he is a filling that will not leave you stuffed. What do I mean by that? Have you ever gone to Thanksgiving dinner and you've eaten, eaten the food and you're like hurting? And you think, I need to push away from the table. But you're like, those mashed potatoes and gravy are just too good. I need to get me another scoop of that and not in not only that man i need a big piece of homemade bread to dip in the gravy you know all those carbs and starches and and i'm already hurting but boy now oh man i gotta unbutton something (laughs) right because there was a natural hunger but i stuffed myself that now i'm hurting but i'm telling you god will take you to a place that you're so full That you're not miserable. But it starts to spill over. And when you start to become full enough to spill over. You will begin to see people drawn to you. And say what is it about you? Because you seem to be so happy. You seem to have joy. Your marriage is amazing. Life is different. I don't see you like everybody else. What is it about you? And it's in that moment you get to share Jesus. Because... It just spills out because you know him and you've had a craving and a desire to know him. When we begin to make time, make time for him, hunger will come. The Bible says to whom has, more will be given. So the more you have of Jesus, the more that you'll have of him. Now, I said this last week, but I I don't believe that I said it very clearly. So I want to reiterate it. The Bible says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So it says that blessing comes to those that hunger for God. So what does that mean? The more you pursue God, your life starts to get better. He didn't say that blessing comes and then all of a sudden you're like, well, man, I think I better start serving God. No, he says, if you'll get hungry, blessing starts to come. But how many of you understand that the more that you begin to experience the blessings of God in your life and the blessings are a byproduct of your hunger. But the more blessing that you have in your life, the more challenging it becomes to serve God. Why is that? Because the more comfortable life is, the less need I have to trust God. Hello? How many of you know that that's what happened to Flint? There was a day when Flint was so prosperous. When people were so... It was the most prosperous city in the nation, I believe, in the world in the late 60s now it's one of the most impoverished why because people became so blessed who needs to trust god gm become god oh but god is doing some things he's stirring some things are you doing all right amen i'm almost done stick with me for just a little bit longer god will cultivate a hunger on the inside if you'll purpose to seek after him. Here's what the Lord said to me one time. He says, if you do not feed, you'll live on yesterday's revelation. What does that mean? It means that God is always talking to you in revealing himself. But how many of you know that you can live on yesterday's revelation? That was 10 years ago. And that was the last time that there was ever anything fresh from God. Because you just got fat and happy. He also said this. He said that if you, if you don't stay hungry, you'll live on yesterday's investment. What does that mean? It means yesterday I pursued God and God revealed himself. But since I'm not hungry, that's all I have. And how many times have you heard people say, Oh, wasn't it better back then? Oh, do you remember what God was doing back then? Listen, how many of you know that God doesn't want us to live in the past of what He did? He's like, the best is yet to come. Just hide and watch. I'm going to reveal myself in this world. And the church is going to come alive. And the church is going to see things they've never seen before. But you've got to be ready and hungry in order to be a partaker of it. Amen. So He's wanting us to stay hungry Now, this past, well, this past week was amazing. But we have been doing our Wednesday night church prayer for the last, oh, several months. Uh, It's been a custom of our church, but we've been real diligent over probably the last year. And so we've been having some amazing times at church prayer. And let me just say, this is not a condemnation towards anybody. But one thing I can tell you is that hungry, hungry people come to church prayer. Just entice you a little bit with that. <laughs> hungry people come to church prayer because they're hungry for God. But this past week, when they came in, God was just stirring in my heart. And I said, Guys, I said, here's what the Lord said to me He said, He wants us to practice the presence of God today. And so I just shared a, a, some scripture to kind of give us some direction. But we just played some music and then we just began to pray. But I'm telling you what, there was such a sweet presence of the Holy Spirit when we came together. And after the church or after prayer, I said to individuals, I said, you know, and this is our custom too. What, what's God talking to you? What did he say? What, what did you get tonight? Because if we're going to come and talk to God, we expect God's going to talk to us. And so we well, tell me what you got tonight. And one woman says that was so peaceful. She was, the peace of God was so strong. Another woman, a mother, she said with tears in her eyes. She said, I'm going to go home and I'm going to get my kids. And I'm going to do this with my kids. I want them to experience the presence of God. And then after everybody left, one of the gentlemen, he came back in afterwards. And he said it tongue-in-cheek, but he's like, oh my gosh. He said, can we do that every Wednesday Oh, that was so good. Well, what was it? It was we were intentional to pursue the presence of God, and God showed up. Oh, and it's so sweet. And so when He touches your life and He shows up and you're like, oh my gosh, God is so real. It causes you to be hungry and the next time you come, it, 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 wants you, it causes you to want more. How many of you God leaves you hanging? He always leaves you wanting more. He doesn't say, oh, that's the best that there is. No, He says, if you think that's good, come back next week, come back tomorrow. Oh, I've still got better stuff to see. And it comes by having a hunger and a desire to know Him. And I'll finish with this, just giving you a couple verses. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. He says, so he humbled you and allowed you to be hungry and fed you with manna which you did not know nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Did you hear what it said? It says that He will cause you to be hungry. The Word of God will cause you to have a hunger. Hunger is a place of humility, of recognizing, God, I depend on you. Jeremiah 29, verse 13 says this. Jeremiah 29, verse 13, he says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Did you hear that? God says, if you will search for me, you will find me. And so many times we live this entire life having a salvation experience, but never knowing God, never really having a relationship with Jesus. He says, but if you'll seek me, you'll find me and you'll know me. And lastly, in Psalms 107, 107, starting in verse 33, he says, he turned rivers into a wilderness and the water springs into dry ground and fruitful lands into barrenness for the wickedness of those who dwell in it. But then he says this, he turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into well springs. There he makes the hungry, everybody say hungry. There he makes the hungry dwell that they may establish a city for a dwelling place. Flint's coming back on the map. Oh, everybody wants to leave Flint because there's no hope for Flint. Oh, but listen, he's turning a dry place into a wellspring. And he's causing people to arise in their hunger. And he says in that place where people are hungry, that will be a dwelling place for me. Oh, God's moving in this hour. I said, God's moving in this hour. Let's stand. We celebrate these freedoms today as a nation, as a people, because people saw that there was a cost worth enough paying for. We might be few in number, But you happen to be here on Memorial Day weekend. You could be anywhere else, but you chose to be here in church. So I'm just of the belief that I'm surrounded by the 25 percenters that say there is something worth paying the cost for. And that is to see God move in this city, move in this church, and that there would be such a sound coming from this place and you as God's people that it would cause rivers and wellsprings to flow from this place to ultimately change the landscape of our community and God's cultivating a hunger if you hang around long enough I'm telling you you're going to be so on fire for God you might say well I'm just not sure if GVC is my place but just hang around long enough. And you just might find that there's a fire that burns on the inside. Like man I don't know. There's something about these awesome people. And I just believe that God's doing something amongst these people. So you might as well just be one of them. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm just going to pray a prayer over you. One of blessing. And one to increase in your desire of knowing God. So if you're here in this place or if you're watching online. In Jesus name, I pray for you. And if you don't know Jesus, I pray that you would come into a saving knowledge. That the hunger and the drawing of the Holy Spirit would draw you into a place of saying, Jesus, come into my heart. And it's just that simple. And for all of us that are here, hearing this message and in this place. God, I thank you. That you are cultivating a hunger on the inside of us. That, Lord, we would not be able to be settled. That there would be such a craving, a longing, uh, an absence that we must get filled on the inside. That, God, we would not have rest at night for You would just uh, uh, stir us in the midnight hour. That, God, we would wake with such a craving and a hunger to know You. That, God, throughout the noonday, as we're about our business and at work, that, God, there is such an awareness of Your presence that, God, we're longing to be with You. I thank You, God, that You're stirring a hunger in every single person under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said
0: well that's it do you feel the glory do you feel the filling I know you do make sure you subscribe to this podcast and come back next week for God to move on your behalf again want to know more check us out online and our social media all from our website gvchurch.tv we are Genesee Valley Church loving God loving people and loving life